Hello and welcome to the Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge podcast. I'm your host, John Carlin. I am a proud member of the Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge Board of Directors because I love this region and I really just enjoy touting all that we have here and thus the podcast. This is the podcast where I tell you all about the great things happening in Virginia's Blue Ridge, specifically Roanoke, Roanoke County, the city of Salem, Botetourt, and Franklin counties are nice little region nestled here in the Blue Ridge Mountains in the western portion of Virginia. And I want to tell you, we are America's East Coast mountain biking capital. We've been designated as a silver level ride center by the by IMBA, the International Mountain Bike Association. We have famous riding opportunities here like Carvin's Cove, Explore Park, Mill Mountain, right in the heart of our city. And uh, there'll be a link to all that writing in the show notes, so uh, I'm not going to go on too much about that, but that is one of our claims to fame, as it were. And now we are home to an Ironman event. It's the Carillion Clinic Ironman 70.3 Virginia's Blue Ridge. And coming up today, I'll have an interview with Brant Burnett with the Ironman group. We'll be talking about everything from the course itself, which may be of help to those of you maybe planning to do the event, also to the potential impact you might feel if you're trying to move around the region on race day. There'll be some lane closures, a closure of the Blue Ridge Parkway. Uh, there might be a lot of uh, cyclists going by your house. <laughs> uh, so we just want to let you know that that's coming up and, the, and we're, going, we're going to talk about how everybody will be notified multiple times in advance, and so how you can just become a spectator or a volunteer and and really make this a big day. And this is a big day for those of us here in Virginia's Blue Ridge in terms of the economic impact, because there are 3,000 athletes converging on the region with their families, in many cases, to participate during race week. So the hotels are going to be full. The restaurants are going to be full. There's going to be people walking through downtown and discovering the little shops and and restaurants and boutiques that we have here. Um, So this is going to be a big time for the Roanoke Valley. Now, of course, as you know, the race was supposed to happen in 2020, but Since it's 2020, nothing goes according to plan. There was all these COVID issues, and that forced the cancellation of our inaugural race. But as as of right now, and I'm speaking to you in December of 2020, this race is on for June in 2021. In fact, uh, Brandt and his team are already doing events that are safe and socially distant, so they do have it figured out. And even here in 2020, they're starting to do some some Ironman events, and they have they have figured out a way to make it safe for the athletes and the volunteers and the participants, and they're still doing all this. So you'll hear him talk about this in the interview, but um, he is confident that we can go forward in 2021 with this event. Now, I think you're going to be impressed with the level of organization and experience the Ironman group has in putting on their events from the setup. And they roll into town with multiple tractor trailers and they set up a village and they manage the notification process that I already mentioned for the people whose day-to-day life might be interrupted just a little. They'll manage the 1,500 volunteers. They'll actually set up their own village at River's Edge. And, and then people from just about every state and at least a dozen countries will be coming here to swim 1.2 miles, bike, 
56 miles and then run 13.1 miles or a half marathon for the total of 70.3. And we're going to talk about every aspect of that from how the Roanoke community, if you live here, might want to be prepared uh, or participate or spectate. And then also, if you are coming here from out of the region, and we know a lot of you are, he'll be talking about the course. He'll be talking about what you need to do to prepare. And I can tell you the bike ride has a monster of a climb. And so you need to know about that. Uh, he'll talk about that. And we'll talk about some of the closures and that sort of thing. And then how everybody can just really enjoy this village that they have set up. There'll be some kids events and that sort of thing. And Brant Burnett is going to talk about all of that coming up here on the Visit VBR podcast next. To the Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge podcast, and joining me now is Brant Burnett with the Iron Man Group. And actually, uh, Brant, first of all, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. And uh, and we need to mention Carillion as a sponsor right off the front too. The, are they the title? Is it the Carillion Iron Man? Yeah. So the official name of the event is the Carillion Clinic Iron Man Seventy Point Three Virginia's Blue Ridge. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Glad to have Curling Clinic as part of uh, part of the event. Obviously, their expertise and their community involvement there in Roanoke is is big. So glad to be partnering with them. Oh, oh yeah. Anything anything major going on has got Carillion's name attached to it. And they're they're a great community partner. Yeah, absolutely. For many organizations. So for people who are listening, and I'm trying to figure out, uh, you know, who wants to know information. I'm thinking a lot of it will be participants, but I think the community is interested in and how this is, you know, when, how they can watch it go by their house or go out and, and cheer on these participants. But let's just kind of set the table right off the top, like where it's going to be and when it's going to be and how many people are coming. And then and then we can kind of break it down piece by piece. So if you want to tackle that for me, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, unfortunately, um, due to COVID, you know, this year in June, we had to postpone the inaugural event to 2021, which is, you know, it, it's good. It gives us some additional planning. Um, but the official race day will be June 6th, Sunday on, on 2021. You know, we're, we'll race, you know, 3,000 participants. The event is now sold out for next year, which is um, fantastic. So, you know, with, with race day being Sunday, you know, June 6th, um, really, you know, that entire week prior is our, our staff is boots on the ground and the, the Ironman Village, you know, will open up on Friday, uh, June 4th. Um, and that'll be open Friday and Saturday. And that's, it's open and free to the public. Um, and so we encourage people to, to come on out. Um, you know, it's not just athletes. You know, athletes have to go there to pick up their registration materials, their bib, drop off their bike, type of stuff like that. Um, but we do welcome the community to come on out. It's free. You know, we got um, all sorts of vendors, not just, you know, triathlon vendors that are geared towards athletes. Vendors out from all sorts come out, both local and national. So we have some of our national partners that travel with us. Um, but then we also do have, you know, quite a few local partners that'll be there at the expo. So that'll be Friday and Saturday. We are also doing or partnering with Korean Clinic on Friday evening to host a Iron Kids event. 
um, which I'll be at, at River's Edge Park. And I guess we'll take a step back there. The Ironman Village will all be at River's Edge Park right there in Roanoke. And that's where also the finish line will be for, for Sunday's event. But Friday evening, we'll be hosting a Iron Kids event, a little half mile and mile distance. Kids K through eight can come on out, you know, and it's, it'll be a fun little thing, you know, probably do some, some glow sticks, have some these for them. They get to run through, you know, our, the finish line arch, really get to be part of the race weekend. And really, you know, not even just, you know, Ironman that are coming in town and bringing their kids, you know, just anybody, you know, any local kids that, that want to come out and, you know, kind of, you really experience that, that festival event get to do something in front of it, to get a t-shirt, a medal type of thing. So that's always one of our favorite events of, of race weekend. Okay. Now I've, I've gone to a lot of different events where there's an expo. Would, would you describe this as uh, just a, an Ironman version of an expo? Yeah, correct. And that's what, you know, we, we call that, that is what we consider our expo. We just encompass it as the Ironman village because it houses the official merchandise store, vendors, partners, registration, stuff like that. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so I didn't mean to interrupt, so, but you were on a roll. So uh, we're looking at this. The event is June 6th. The village opens up on June 4th. And we've got the kids event. What else is, is going on that weekend? So, you know, we'll, we'll have, you know, a, uh, a beer garden in the Ironman village, you know, and we're glad to be partnering with, with Star Hill on that. So that'd be pretty exciting as well. But, you know, that, that Ironman village will be open Friday and Saturday um, for anybody to come on out. And then, you know, really the, the big day is, is Sunday. We'll, you know, race start, we'll kick off at about 6.30 in the morning. And we'll go, you know, all day until our final finisher comes through at about 3.30, 4 o'clock, depending on the, the time frame. Let's, uh, let's talk about, so people here are going to swim, then they're going to bike, then they're going to run. The swim will be in Carbon's Cove, which was, that was a big breakthrough because, uh, because it's a water supply, the city has been reluctant to allow recreation actually in the water with people. Now, you can mm-hmm. put a boat in the water, but you can't put a person in the water. So congratulations on convincing the city that that would be a great place for the swim. <laughs> if you want to talk a little bit about going through that process, if you could, or maybe maybe it was local people that prevailed upon the city. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what the politics was. Yeah, um, so, you know, I don't... The behind the scenes, you know, I'm not, you know, entirely too familiar with. You know, we were working with the the Western Virginia Water Authority, who, um, again, is like has been great um, and has granted us, you know, that exception to, to go ahead and swim there. So, you know, we're we're working with them as long as, as as well as with our, you know, swim guidelines of different, you know, PHC level or uh, pH levels, you know, in water and making sure that we abide by, you know, their their standards as well, knowing that swimming has never been a thing in, in Carbon's Cove. And even, you know, as far as, you know, boats on the water, making sure that we adhere to their limit, which I believe is five or 10 horsepower at the max. You know, really just, we've been very fortunate just to work with the Western Virginia Water Authority and, and then granting that, that access for us. I think it, it adds a unique perspective to this event that, that we already they know this event is going to be one of one, we think one of the, the best in our series but having this piece of carbon's cove that you know someone my volunteer director sarah munchik just sent me a photo of carbon's cove yesterday i think it was and she was out there hiking and it's like there's never a like terrible view out there so you know I, i've been there in the mornings when we were doing some race planning of the sunset you know coming up and it's i mean it's it's beautiful I mean, you got the mountains and the backdrop and it's just clear, calm waters. So I think our athletes, and that's what, you know, at the end of the day, we, we try to do is create memorable athlete experiences. 
And I think, you know, with other portions of this event, but with particularly with a swim, having this unique component, it just adds to that, like the, the level of, you know, greatness that we think this event will be. Yeah, for sure. And, and Carbon's Cove is beautiful. I was out there riding my bike three days ago as we sit here and speak my mountain bike. And uh, I, get, I get out there as often as I can. Uh, and we rode rode by the water. Although I'll tell you, we had a bunch of rain here just recently, and it, it wasn't wasn't quite as clear as it usually is. But that that's very unusual. And it's only because we had a bunch of rain here second week in November. But it was still gorgeous. And there was actually it was kind of a rainy morning. There was mist hanging over the mountains, and that's pretty in its own way. So uh, You're right. really, really gorgeous. All right. So so how far are they going to swim in the lake? Uh, it's going to be. Uh, 1.2 miles. Yeah, 1.2 miles, and then they get out of the lake and they get on their bikes, and they are going to ride what, 52, 54 miles? 50, 56 miles. 56 miles. Of course it is. Um, <laughs> well, it's half of an Ironman. Should have known that. And then, and then after that, yep. they're going to run 13.1 miles or a half half marathon. So let's go over the bike ride because there's good, there probably will be some road closures or lane closures or whatever that, that local people will want to know about and, and participants yep. listening are, are going to want to know what they're up against here on this bike ride. There, there is one major climb. Is um, there? You know, there's, there's some rolling hills throughout the bike course, um, but there's definitely the one major climb on uh, Route 43. So, oh, that one, yes. Uh, so, you know, once they they exit and i'll go back to you know road closures and stuff in a second but once they exit carvin's cove you know they'll head out east on 11 and basically just take 11 away to uh to route 43 where where you'll begin a uh you know a five mile climb that is pretty steep and really we don't see that you know that steep but you know i think it's a 2500 um, elevation gain, you know, across five miles. So something that you really, you know, you don't see particularly at, at most of our events, or if you do, it's stretched across 56 miles um, and not necessarily in five. So there's definitely a, a challenge that'll be part of this race. But I think, again, that, that uh, it'll be unique because that's, you know, where we're trying to create these memorable experiences for athletes. And although, you know, you'll, you'll challenge yourself and you'll push yourself on that five miles, after that five miles, once you get on the parkway, those views are going to offset, you know, that challenge and those climbs. And, you know, once you get up to the parkway, you know, you have another 20 miles on the parkway of just beautiful atmospheres and overlooks and just, you know, it's, it's an incredible view. And that's, you know, something that, that we were graciously, you know, granted from the National Park Service, you know, back in June um, for 2020. And, you know, again, it's been great to work with them to highlight the, the National Park Service and National Parks and the Blue Ridge Parkway. So, you know, being able to, again, you know, work with them and, and highlight those areas and, you know, bring recognition to Roanoke in the region, I think is great. And some of these athletes, you know, a lot of them are, are from out of town. So, and I've never seen, you know, Blue Ridge Parkway or the mountains. Giving them the opportunity to do so really is something unique. And then our goal is to, for those athletes that are out of town or even for the ones that are in town that, you know, maybe haven't, experience that, you know, is to continue to go do that after race weekend or before race weekend to do that year round. So, you know, I think that Blue Ridge Parkway, you know, it really, you know, after you get that, that climb done on 43, the, the view um, on the Blue Ridge Parkway is just going to be, you know, phenomenal. And it's essentially, you know, downhill from there, yeah, you basically will coast on the Blue Ridge Parkway and then, you know, down onto um, where we connect on the Route 24, you know, come through Town of Vinton and then we come back into the city of Roanoke, you know, for the most part, that's all, you know, downhill, 
will be a little little rolly at, at some pieces, but once you get off that climb, you're kind of downhill from there and get to take it all in the entire region right yeah, into right into downtown. It's mostly downhill, even from Vinton uh, into downhill, and that I have ridden uh, those. I haven't done the actual climb, but I've ridden the parkway back from there to downtown, and that you'll you, you just can't describe it. You have to see it, but it, the overlooks and the vistas, uh, it really is. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah, and and we'd. We'd encourage, you know, you know, participants that are from Autumn, like, go up there a few days early, you know, do a training ride or just, just go out and drive it and, you know, truly experience it. And then, you know, same thing afterwards, you know, there, there's a bunch of cool, you know, hiking spots, um, overlooks to take pictures, like, take the family up there, um, you know, really go experience the, the true beauty of in, in Roanoke there in the region. And then uh, once they get back to downtown, they'll make their way back along to the uh, Roanoke River Greenway. And then the, the, the final leg is the 13.1-mile run, which is a half marathon. And that's all uh, right along the river, isn't it, uh, on the Greenway? Yeah, correct. So it'll be a, a two-loop run course, 13.1 miles. Um, we'll all be on, on the Greenway. So we'll kind of go like east out to like Piedmont Park. And then come back west and go through, you know, Smith Park, Wasania, Vic Thomas, um, and, and do that little loop twice. And then finish in River's Edge Park there, um, where the transition area was from off the bike. And at that point, the participants are awarded a nice medal, and you'll have some sort of a, a post-ride uh, activity there, probably usually some food and, and maybe a cold beer or something like that. Yeah, that that's the piece we're working on with the uh, Star Hill because everybody can use a beer after that. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so the the athletes will get you know a medal, um, the the t-shirts, um, you know their traditional you know post race refreshments, you know snacks and stuff like that. And then yeah, you know we'll really just kind of they'll have their their athlete food area to grab some you know a larger little bit meal. But then have that you know Ironman Village that'll be open day and people can come you know hang out and. Uh, We'll have that, that beer garden open all day. So really just inviting people down to River's Edge there, you know, on a ton of space to work with. You know, we've made this sound so enticing, but I don't know if you mentioned it already, but it is, uh, it's sold out. So there's, there's no more room for any more participants. You've got 3,000 people that have already signed up to do this, and that's your cap. Yeah, it, you know, it's, I, if, we could, if we could take, you know, more people, I think we would. Um, the, just the excitement around the event, and, you know, we've seen that, before we, you know, unfortunately had to postpone 2020, um, we were extremely close to selling out. Um, and then, you know, once we opened up the remaining slots that we had for this year, um, I mean, it went super quick, you know, within a matter of, I think it was two weeks at the most. And it's just been, you know, the excitement of the event, you know, first time event, really locally, a lot of groups and training clubs and bike shops and, you know, restaurants and stuff everybody's excited there and that's that's you know one of the really unique pieces of, of this event has been and you know the community there everybody has just been you know interested and wants more information and how they can be a part of it how they can support it and i and we feel like especially on come race day that'll that'll really show um you know i think we'll expect to see a lot of people just out there who maybe just don't even have an athlete or don't even know anybody racing but just out there watching, supporting, cheering on people, you know, even prior to uh, to the race day, just during the week, you know, I will see signs and banners up and, you know, we'll work with the, all the different areas of, 
you know, Buchanan and Benton and, and Roanoke to do some unique uh, kind of like runner's perks programs with getting athletes in the local restaurants and stuff like that. So the community has been like really great. And I think that's, you know, shown just with the excitement of how quickly the event is sold out and, you know, that's looking forward to the event. So how far away are people coming from? Like, I, you may or may not know that I'm involved with the organization of Blue Ridge Marathon as well. We get people from all over the country for the marathon. And I would assume that this is a similar type of event. Correct. So I think the last demographics that I saw had, I believe it was 12 countries and wow. 40, 48 states um, were represented. So I think saw those you know, relative to 2020 um, statistics. So I haven't, I haven't seen the, the new demographics, but um, it, it really is, you know, people are coming from all over. Um, there's definitely, you know, a higher, a little bit higher local contingency here, which is, is great within driving distance, but we, we are seeing, you know, athletes coming from all over the place. Yeah, I think Roanoke um, really, really needed this. They're, they're, you talk about the local participation. Uh, you know, we've got our, our share of 5Ks and, and we do have the Blue Ridge Marathon and there's a 10K associated with that and a half marathon. You know, and that's very, um, very well loved here locally and we, and we bring in the national people. But I just was hearing the, the triathlete community talking about how we really needed an event like this and deserved an event like this because of all the things that you've already mentioned. And I'm just so glad that it finally happened. And, and if you could, I mean, I don't want you to um, give us more credit than we deserve, but don't you think this area is just perfect for it? It's like nothing short of like a, a really perfect destination. You know, I, it's the, the outdoor scene and the adventure scene in you know, the region there is incredible. You know, you're, you guys are blessed with the, you know, the views, you know, constant views of the mountains and um, hiking trails and greenways. You know, I, you guys are deemed the, the coast mountain biking capital of the world. And, you know, you guys just won, you know, the, I think, top adventure town or something similar. You did. We did. Um, yeah. So it's, it, it really is, um, you know, I feel like there's, there's something for everybody to do in Roanoke there and in that region, you know, and then on top of that, you, you put out, you know, the Ridge Parkway and, you know, you got Smith mountain and, you know, the star that's overlooks mill mountain there and downtown Roanoke, which is a really, you know, unique, you know, vibe that I think a lot of, you know, a lot of our folks and athletes will, will enjoy. Um, it's a really cool scene down there. So I don't think we could have found a, a better, you know, community. And, you know, from, from day one, you know, when, you know, when we were in talks with, with the city and with some key folks there, it's been nothing short of just, you know, overwhelming support from, from the community, you know, top down. So we really are like appreciative and, you know, can't wait to, you know, eventually be there in June. But yeah, it's, it's the community there. Yeah, we are talking with Grant Burnett, who is with the Ironman group, the folks that are bringing in the uh, half Ironman triathlon to Virginia's Blue Ridge coming up on June 6th of 2021. And uh, Brant, of course, uh, you uh, are doing some sort of an event. You do these all over the East Coast, all over the country. What is what is your particular responsibility? So I uh, particularly work. So I work out of our Nashville office here, and mainly focus on the like Mid Atlantic region. 
So I, I race direct this, the curling clinic. I'm at 70.3 Virginia's Blue Ridge, um, as well as rock and roll Savannah in Savannah, Georgia, um, which is a, you know, half marathon, marathon, 5k and one mile. And then I, you know, work on our, our crew of, you know, that, that it tackles our events here in the mid Atlantic, um, region. But, you know, I, I also do travel globally. You know, we produce, I you know we're upwards of 250 events across the globe every year. And so, you know, we, we stay busy. That's for sure. Um, you know, I've, I've had seasons where I travel, you know, 230 days out of the year. So we, we are all over the place. Wow. Well, uh, with, with that kind of perspective, I appreciate all the nice things you're saying about Virginia's Blue Ridge and how pretty it is here and, and how perfect yeah. we are for our outdoor uh, adventure pursuits. Absolutely. We mean it, too. Yeah. So now I want to go back to um, the road closures and the lane closures and that sort of thing. The run obviously won't impact too many people unless you're going to walk your dog on the greenway, Right. Uh, so right. but the, but yep. the bike ride, how, how are you going to handle the bike ride and what sort of inconvenience might somebody anticipate on, on that day? Yeah. So, and, and one of the pieces that, that, that we do with all of our communities is about 30 days prior, actually about three weeks prior, really because the, the run course is on the greenway. So it's not too much impacted, but especially like the bike course um, and really like at Carvin's Cove where Reservoir Drive is. You know, there's some residents there too, but about three weeks prior, actually everybody along the route or in like the near vicinity of the route will receive a, a door hanger on their door that says, you know, here's what's upcoming. Here are, you know, roads that are closed or, you know, lanes that are closed, you know, here are some potential other detours or options, or, you know, if you're not doing anything particularly on that day, you know, We'd ask, like, you, you stay home for the few hours um, that your sexual route might be impacted. So everybody along the route will, re- will receive that. We'll put that door hanger on them or on their residents and, and businesses. And then we'll also, we'll update our documents that have a complete, like, road closure list um, that will go on our website. We'll work with, you know, Visit VBR to also put it on that website as well. And then we'll work with the, all the different jurisdictions and, and cities um, to help push out that information as well. Particularly, you know, for, for the bike course, uh, I think the biggest, you know, impact there will be the Blue Ridge Park. Um, you know, it'll be 20 miles, a complete closure in both directions. And so, you know, we'll have, you know, some detour signs and routes, you know, set in place uh, for when that does go into effect. You know, that's scheduled to go in effect actually Saturday evening, just so we can get everything set up. And then, you know, for large part of, you know, route 11 where the bike course is, athletes will have like a dedicated lane or the dedicated shoulder will be pretty entirely, you know, uh, coned off for the, so, you know, residences and people getting around, um, we'll still be able to utilize, you know, particularly route 11. It'll It'll be, you know, slower in some parts as athletes are crossing intersections or whatnot, but, you know, they'll, they'll, the community will still be able to, uh, to move around, you know, as we get into, you know, Route 24 coming in through Benton, there will be some lane shifts, westbound kind of 24 will be closed, and, and so will eastbound actually in the heart of Benton um, as athletes kind of transition to, you know, maneuver through downtown and then try to get back into Roanoke. And then, uh, yeah, so, you know, we'll, we'll with the, the communities, all the, the different jurisdictions to help us push out that information, um, we'll have it all posted. And then just do some, you know, additional community outreach, you know, 
you know, starting, you know, about 60 days prior, um, but then, you know, about three weeks prior. And then, you know, once we get, you know, our, our staff boots on the ground there, um, we'll also make some additional contacts that, that we need to in the area. So, right. and, and we'll work with um, also, you know, just the local police um, jurisdictions and traffic control to help manage that, that traffic and, you know, across that 56 miles there. Wow. And, and I know, I mean, it's a lot. Uh, it, it, it is just, there's so much to think about. I don't know how you guys do it. How would you roll into town with what, one or two tractor trailers full of stuff for, for all of your banners and the little, the town, the, the Ironman uh, town that you put up and village, I'm sorry. Um, I mean, how, does, how does that work? How do you pull this off? So, so at, for all of um, our Ironman events, we will roll into town with, you know, anywhere from four to six to seven trailers. And in the, in the North America, particularly, you know, sometimes we have three to four events in North America alone on a weekend. So, you know, we could be doing this, you know, across the, the states or, you know, into Canada as well, you know, four times the same weekend. So, but yeah, you know, anywhere from about four to seven trailers will roll in the town, you know, and prop, you know, most likely the, the Monday of race week. Um, and then it'll take us all of all of that week to prepare, you know, for Sunday. And then, you know, we'll have everything down, packed up, trailers loaded Sunday evening, like, like you would have never thought we were in town, um, you know, and we leave, we leave everything, you know, better than, than what we left it. So, you know, you won't even notice that, that we were in town come Monday evening at o'clock. Wow. That's amazing. And so, so how many staff do you bring and how many volunteers do you recruit? So just depending on the, the event, you know, we'll, we'll bring in about 30 to 50 staff alone um, just to help manage, you know, all the different pieces of the event um, and from, you know, all various departments. And then what you will recruit, you know, I think for, for this event um, and Sarah Klemenchik, who is our volunteer director, um, she actually works at the hospital Carilion Clinic. She's been inter- integral in, in this piece um, because quite frankly, our events don't happen without the volunteers. And again, you know, that's where the community support here has been phenomenal. And the first day that we opened, you know, registration for volunteers, like I think we got like 50 volunteers in the first day, which is, you know, crazy. So, you know, in total for this event, you know, we're looking at about 1,500 volunteers to be used, you know, not only on race day, but help us, you know, load in some pieces, but, you know, um, help us manage the, the Ironman village that's open on Friday and Saturday. But yeah, in total about 1,500 volunteers. And, are you, still, you know, are you that volunteer looking, program. Are you still looking for volunteers? Oh, uh, we are. Yeah. 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 And we have the links posted on our, um, on the Ironman.com, you know, 70.3 Virginia Blue Ridge page. We also have it on the Visit Virginia Blue Ridge page as well, um, where people can go in and, and look at, um, you know, shifts that are available, the opportunities that are available. Um, they can contact Sarah's email is there as well. Um, so they can reach out to Sarah if, you know, they don't particularly know much about the event. And, and that's the other piece is, you know, you don't have to know about triathlon. Um, if you just want to come out and support the event, you know, maybe you don't know particular components of a triathlon race, but, um, you know, Sarah's contact info is there and she'll, she'll be happy to assist and find a spot that works for you. And, but, you know, that, that volunteer piece is, is really big for our events, you know, not just, you know, ability to put on the events, but also our athletes, you know, they recognize it. You know, they're the support on the course and just the the volunteers help, you know, as athletes are registered, you know, picking up their registration stuff. You know, they, they really do. They lean on the, the expertise of the volunteers because, you know, most of them are local and from the, 
the city there. Um, and they do help them just like feel like, you know, their their home and, and welcoming into into their, you know, city. So yeah, I definitely do appreciate it, um, you know, throughout the entire race week. I don't want to get inside baseball too much here, but I'm thinking of 3,000 swimmers and 3,000 bicycles at Carvin's Cove. And as somebody who spends a, a fair amount of time in and around the cove bicycling, uh, and I've been fishing there a few times. Where are you going to put all those people? Because that parking lot might be big enough for 200. I, I trust me, I, I hear you. And I have numerous plans in, you know, PowerPoint of drawn up layouts. So it, it it's gonna be tight, um, that's, that's for sure. Um, but we've developed it to where, um, you know, we have a small, kind of skating area that's closer to the pier dock that's, that's out there now that we'll use to gear up um, and line up athletes in the morning. And then, you know, some athletes will have to actually stay by their bike rack. So we transition people into the water and then we'll just flow them all out of the transition area. But it's definitely gonna be, you know, tight up there, you know, and we're gonna use every inch of space that that parking lot can hold particularly. So, um, you know, it'll, it'll only be athletes only on race morning um, and that's just due to you know the size up there so you know we're planning to we're gonna live stream the event um the swim parts of the bike course all down the river's edge so that people don't feel like yeah so people don't feel like you know that they're gonna miss out on the on the event so we'll, we'll live stream them we'll bring in a crew to do that um with a you know, do tv or, or yeah correct we'll put a few of them down there river's edge and we'll do some you know kind of pre-race you know, interviews with, with athletes and at any race morning as they're getting ready and then stream the, the, the swim course and part of the bike course, you know, until they turn basically to the run. Um, we'll stream that down at River's Edge Park so that people can, can really take in the, the atmosphere of the event and not feel like they're missing out. And I think that'll be, a, a, again, another like unique opportunity for the event to just come on out and, you know, have the, the Ironman Village there, you know, Bring, bring a chair to sit, bring a blanket to sit. Um, we'll live stream it, you know, we'll have some food trucks and stuff down there. So we'll, we'll create that that welcoming environment down there for race day. You know, definitely get some sort of coffee scheduled because it'll be a, an early morning, but you know, we'll we'll make it kind of feel like home down, down there at River's Edge Park. Oh, that's, that's gonna be awesome. Of course, the swimmers will go off in waves, so you'll never have 3,000 people jumping in the water all at once. But how big Correct. will a wave be? A hundred, couple hundred swimmers? So, uh, so we do, um, athletes will kind of self feed them just based on their expected swim finish time. Right. Uh, um, and that's just, you know, to help promote like the safety. Um, and, and so athletes, you know, aren't swimming over the top of each other. Um, and so they, they will self feed them and then we'll wave them into the water, um, you know, and we'll figure out the exact details. But you know, sometimes it's, you know, two athletes every four seconds, you know, some events are four athletes, just depending on the width of the kind of start platform. But, um, you know, it'll be a few athletes every few seconds. And then, you know, we'll just wave them into the water like that way. Yeah. Oh, boy, I just I can't wait to see this. Let's not everybody who listens to the podcast knows that I'm a cyclist. And a lot of times triathlon bikes are these really fancy rigs where people are leaning way out over their normal handlebars. But with this big climb that we have, do you anticipate a, a large percentage will just ride a traditional road bike as opposed to uh, 
a tri bike? I don't think so. I think okay. I think we'll we'll you know you might see some, um, but I think you know the triathletes will, will probably still stick to their their tri bikes for the most part. They might have to do some additional training, but right, yeah, yeah. And you know, let's let's talk about that training for a second. How long does it take uh, a good athlete? You know, uh, uh, the average triathlete, if you will, not not that any of them are average, but the average triathlete. How much time will they spend training and preparing for this event? Um, you, you can realistically train for 70.3 distance, you know, in about th- three months, Yeah, you'll see. And, and that would be, you know, kind of the, you know, I'm sure there's people that are, you know, less than that, you know, our, we find out that our athletes, you know, are traditionally around like the six months to a year, you know, training cycle to, to prepare for these events where, you know, majority of our athletes will sit, you know, somewhere between six months and a, in a year, you know, first timers will probably be in the, the longer end of the term. But, you know, and especially for, for this event with it being a little bit more challenging, you know, I'd, I would definitely push people to, you know, probably increase their, their training or, you know, expand that, that window that they were thinking. And if people are interested in, you know, getting coaches, you know, there's, there's quite a few shops there and, and tri clubs in the, in the region there that I know have, have coaching services. We, on our, on our side, we do have a, um, a program called Ironman U, which are Ironman certified coaches that, you know, people can sign up for and, you know, training plans are all created that are specific to, to athletes, you know, and, and they can create plans that are, you know, especially related to this event that, you know, incorporate some sort of, you know, climbing component of them. But, you know, that is something in there. There are Ironman certified coaches in the region there as well um, that people can, can look into if they're interested, but definitely, you know, would suggest you know, increasing the the training period for this event, um, particularly if you're a first-time athlete, too. Yeah, the, the most daunting part to me uh, in the, the few triathlons I've done, the shorter triathlons, it was always the swim. I, I, I could do very mm-hmm. well, uh, you know, being the top 10 or 15% in the bike and the run, but the bottom 10 or 15 in the swim, I just never was a, was a good swimmer. I couldn't figure it out. So uh, and then, right. people swim over the top of you when you're kind of struggling is, is no fun. But that, that's, that's, uh, that's all of my triathlon experience in a, in a capsule. But this is, this is going to be a, a great event. And uh, I just think it adds to Roanoke's outdoor resume and puts a stamp on uh, our claim to be this great adventure town. And what better adventure than to go out and do uh, what is it? 70.3 miles, right. Um, swim, bike and run. I think this is, this is fantastic. So Brent, we are, as you and I are speaking now, we're give or take eight months from this. We got to mention COVID. You, you all are doing events right now and you figured out how to do that with the athletes being properly socially distanced uh, which has got to be a little bit easier because everything's outside. But still, uh, you've got groups of people and you do have the, the village and so forth. How are you handling that? What What are you anticipating looking forward to the middle of 2021? Yeah, and, you know, you know that's in part a, a tough question because, you know, as we see, day is different now. Um, and, and we don't know what tomorrow brings. But we, so we have released and we have them on, on our website and, um, I believe that the Virginia Blue, Blue Ridge also has it posted on their website. Um, what we called our return to racing guidelines. With uh, with our return to racing guidelines, you know, we were able to reduce, you know, those touch points and interactions by 85 to 90 percent. 
you know, everything from, you know, masks that are, you know, going to be mandatory, um, you know, as of our mandatory at our events, you know, all the way up until you enter the swim um, and then, you know, go out on, onto your bike and stuff like that. There's a lot more athlete reliance. You know, if, if athletes don't feel comfortable, you know, at aid stations, you know, and all of our staff volunteers are all wearing full um, PPE, you know, and, and if athletes, you know, don't feel comfortable, you know, picking up a, a water or picking up a, a gel or something on the run course, like having a, the athlete reliance on, on carrying their own nutrition, if they feel more comfortable with that, you know, being outside helps a ton. So, you know, at, at the transition areas, you know, spreading stuff out as much as possible, um, you know, putting distance between, you know, portable toilets, um, you know, our team has really thought about everything to, to keep that social distance. Um, we, we've minimized, you know, particularly, you know, if we look at like the registration areas, um, you know, minimizing the amount of tables that they actually have to go to to, you know, complete stuff. Um, you know, touching of, of pens and, and iPads, reducing all of that. Um, our team has really like dove into to all those little components. Um, and, and even, you know, at the finish line, you know, a lot of it is the athletes will be like self-reliant to, to grab their own medal, you know, now instead of an, a volunteer putting it over their neck um, and, and some of that stuff like that. So um, we do have a really unique um, video that our team, um, you know, put up a, a full basically village and um, finish line um, and did a, a really cool video that kind of highlights some of those different um, return to racing guidelines that we have. Um, and, and that can be found on our, the Ironman.com website. Um, and it's, it's one of the top, um, you know, headlines there that shows our, our guidelines and there's a video with it. Um, so kind of, um, you know, just, we, we really have looked at every single piece of, of our events to where we can minimize that risk. Um, and so, you know, when we've produced um, now across the globe, um, probably 10 events in the last uh, month or so, month and a half maybe, um, where we've used these guidelines and um, we have felt good about them our athletes have felt, you know, safe in utilizing them and appreciate, you know, kind of the different steps that we've taken. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's no matter what we do, our athletes safety is always our first priority. Um, you know, and then in conjunction with, with our volunteers and staff in the community safety, um, that's everything that, you know, that we always look for in, you know, in producing an event. So, um, you know, related to the kind of COVID protocols and our return to safety guidelines is um, how do we make our events safe for our athletes and then, you know, our staff and volunteers in the community. So um, that's always the front of our minds. And, you know, our team has um, really looked at any single piece that, that we can, you know, do to, to help minimize that risk. So um, of course it, it varies race to race, just depending on, you know, and again, you know, city to city and state to state with restrictions and, um, you know, uh, capabilities at different venues. So um, some stuff you'll see more of some, maybe a little bit less, but um, you know, we, we've really taken, you know, a full look at, you know, every single piece. Well, Grant, we've talked about a lot of stuff here. The, the 3000 people coming in uh, on June 6th for the, uh, for the half Ironman event. 
What, uh, anything else that you want to uh, add that we haven't already discussed? You know what? I, I don't think so, you know, particularly just on like an athlete side, you know, as we gear up and get closer here to, to June, you know, we'll start releasing some more finite details and videos and information just related to, you know, race day and shuttles for athletes and parking and, you know, all sorts of different information. So, um, you know, we're fine tuning some of that stuff right now um, and we'll be releasing, you know, some of that information and, and videos to help, you know, explain stuff. And, um, you know, people can, or, you know, athletes or the community, um, if they want to follow us on social, um, it's Ironman 70.3 Virginia's Blue Ridge on Facebook. And, you know, we'll do some, some Q and A's on there as well. Um, for, for anybody to ask questions, you know, I think, you know, we, we definitely are looking forward to, to June. The community there is great. Well, I have several athlete friends that are there in Roanoke out there, you know, training and running the courses, um, you know, every weekend, um, you know, our staff and, you know, Sarah Clementic, volunteer director has been, you know, out being glad to have her as part of the team. Um, and then, you know, working with, with y'all at Virginia's, you know, or visit Virginia's Blue Ridge um, as a great, you know, resource and an asset for us. So you know, great to be partnering with, with, with y'all and Carillion Clinic. Um, but you know, the community there in general is, is fantastic. So we, uh, we definitely appreciate, you know, everything and the support as we get closer. Um, and we hope, you know, everything on race day, you know, will go smoothly. Um, and you know, it'll be, uh, it'll be a good event, a unique event for, for everybody. So we, uh, we look forward to the next, you know, eight months, I think, you know, actually less than that now. So. Right. Right. All right. Well, Brent Burnett with uh, the Ironman Group, thank you for joining us here on the Visit BBR podcast. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate having me on. Holy cow. So thanks to Brant Burnett for joining me here on episode seven of the Visit VBR podcast. Uh, Links to all the information that we discussed will be in the show notes, but basically we'll be sending you to their website or the VBR website and you can get all of this information there. Um, It is still holiday season. I have to point that out as I record this and many of the communities and organizations here in Virginia's Blue Ridge are gearing up for a safe and festive holiday season. So don't forget to check the show notes. The Illuminites at Explore Park is going on. My family has been to that and it is absolutely spectacular. Special events also going on in the towns of Rocky Mount and Buchanan. Uh, It's still uh, a pandemic So everything is subject to change. So please keep that in mind when you listen to these, maybe these back episodes of the VBR podcast. Uh, But we just want you to know that uh, as of the time that we record these, uh, things are the way they are, but they are subject to change because of COVID. And we are expecting a bit of a spike after the travel for the Thanksgiving holiday. But let's let's hope that doesn't happen and doesn't impact Christmas too awfully much. All right. And if you're looking for the ultimate guide to what's going on here, whether it's the holidays or the rest of the year, please check out visitvbr.com. All the information there about all our attractions, events in Blue Ridge blogs, restaurants, everything that there is to do, museums. And if you live here or if you come here and you do something fun, please post a picture on your social media with the hashtag 
Trailsetter. Hashtag Trailsetter, all one word. And that's how we can all talk about all the fun things that there are to do here in Virginia's Blue Ridge. Thanks again to Brant for joining me here on the Visit VBR podcast. We certainly look forward to hosting the Carillion Clinic Ironman 70.3 Virginia's Blue Ridge event coming up in June of 2021. And I'll have another podcast coming out soon. In the meantime, I hope to see you here in Virginia's Blue Ridge. Mm-hmm.